and so as we begin this series this month, we want to turn your attention to a passage in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14. Matthew, uh, chapter 14, beginning at verse uh, number 22. We're just going to lift up two verses of Scripture. Matthew, chapter 14, uh, beginning at verse number 22. should be appearing there on your screen uh, shortly. Um, <clears throat> And you can share and read together uh, with us as we share in God's word. Matthew 14, uh, beginning at verse 22, there you'll find these words. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be unto God for God's word, and we pray that it will find a place deep in your hearts and bear fruit in your life. Uh, for the time that we have together today as we begin this series called Rhythm, Rhythm, Practicing uh, Pace and Presence, um, we want to tag this text with the topic, Rhythm Reset, Rhythm Reset, Rhythm Reset. Towards the end of 2020, it became painfully clear to me that something needed to change. While managing a house under quarantine because of positive COVID tests, I had time to really examine the pace of my life. I recognized that for the better part of 15 years, I had been maintaining a pace of life that if I wanted to make it through the next 15 years, I would have to drastically alter. There had been many signs and red flags along the way that I had seen but not heeded. Many folks would see it uh, as a need to better balance the various responsibilities that I had. But for me, part of my stress came from trying to balance it all. Uh, and it all hit me uh, and it all at once hit me that it really wasn't about balance. It was more about finding a healthy rhythm to my life that allowed for margin, allowed for space to stop and to go. And the more I reflected on where I was, the more I realized that I needed to reset my rhythms so that I could be in position to be more fulfilled and holistically healthy. Uh, this is not something that was just a personal revelation. It was also something that was shared in the communal spaces of virtual communication and social media. Over the last two years, so many folks started to echo the sentiments of the unexpected gifts of quarantine, of the quarantine socially distanced, and that the world had shut, shut down. The unexpected gift of slowing down. Some things that were urgent in February 2020 lost their urgency and priority in the midst of the pandemic. The frenetic pace of life seemed to slow to a snail's pace as we couldn't go and move as we once had because of the goal to mitigate the impact of the virus in our country and across the world. And while it was forced upon us, it was a rhythm check for us individually, communally and culturally. And many people discovered and what many people discovered rather was similar to my own discovery that the pace of our lives was not sustainable and it was doing us more harm than good. But now you're probably wondering, what do I mean when I say rhythm? For most of us, we hear the word and we are thinking about music or dancing. We can look at someone's movements and tell whether they have rhythm or not. 
But at its core, y'all, rhythm is a pattern. Y'all know I used to be a music teacher. Uh, rhythm is a pattern. It is a flow. One definition that I really like is that rhythm is a harmonious sequence or correlation of elements. Rhythm doesn't mean that everything is held in balance. It means that there is an underlying beat to help us know how everything falls into place. It is the undercurrent of our lives. It is uh, the knowledge of, it is knowing rather the combination of silences and sounds that go into creating the melody of our life. Uh, for instance, the one way to know that a heart is healthy in our bodies, that a heart uh, is healthy is a consistent heartbeat. But there is great concern from doctors when someone has an irregular heartbeat, one that doesn't flow in a consistent way because it is a sign that the heart is weak. And perhaps we ought to examine our lives in the same in this same way. Do you have a healthy life rhythm or are you dealing with weakness that comes from from an irregular life beat? I believe that it is vital for us in this season to check and to make sure that our rhythms are in check, not so that we don't deal with the challenges that life brings, but so that as they come, we can manage them from a place of being grounded in the pace and the presence of God. And I believe that as we look into our text today, we will find help that will help us to reset our life's rhythm so that we can stay grounded and connected to God, regardless of what the journey brings our way. As we turn to our text today, it provides us with narrative information around the scenes that take place in chapter 14. Chapter 14 gives us a, a plethora of stories and of happenings. Uh, it gives us the stories of the death uh, of the beheading of John the Baptist, followed by two of the most noted miracle stories in the Gospels, the feeding of the multitude um, with the uh, two fish and five loaves of bread by Jesus uh, and the disciples, and then Jesus and Peter walking on the water. These are major moments in the ministry of Jesus as he moves through the Galilean re region and as we read chapter 14 we can often find ourselves excited about the great miracles that are performed and even the lessons that are attached to them. Jesus calls to mind God's provision in the wilderness uh, for the Israelites as he taps into the provisionary nature of God by feeding the 5,000. Jesus exhibits divine control over nature as he does the extraordinary and very possible as he does the extraordinary rather uh, in an ordinary place as he walks on the water and bids Peter to do so as well uh, but for all of the great things that are happening in this moment in the text that are happening in this chapter uh, it's very possible that we can miss a very profound moment of Jesus that happens between these supernatural and miraculous events uh, that the reason that Jesus could do what Jesus did is that his life was lived out um, his and live out his purpose with intention and focus was because he recognized the power of pulling away recognized the power of disconnecting in order to reset his rhythms uh, perhaps one of the best things about Jesus is that he is a model for us in all of the ways that we should live we can often look at Jesus and focus so much on the parables and the miracles and even his untimely death and resurrection um, so much so that we can overlook the ways in which he models for us how we should prioritize and pace our lives. And while we could easily read past the moments such as we find in our text today, it is these moments that set before us important ways in which we should seek to manage the pace of our lives. Jesus was adamant about disconnecting from the routine of his life uh, in order to retreat 
to the refuge of God. In fact, this is the first time in the Gospels that we see this happening, but it is not an isolated incident. If we read the Gospels, it will reveal that Jesus uh, consistently was taking time for purposeful and prayerful disconnection from the routine of life in order to restore, replenish, replenish, re-energize for the journey ahead. Jesus is intentionally disconnecting from the busyness of a life and allowing this to restore and empower him for the work that he was called to do. Uh, the notion of rhythm and restoration that Jesus demonstrates for us, y'all, is not an innovative idea. In fact, it goes back all the way to the creation narrative in Genesis where the story uh, is shaped for us to understand that pauses are a necessary part of maximizing the potential and the productivity of our lives. God created for six days and then God rests on the seventh. This is why it is enshrined in the Ten Commandments that we are to remember the Sabbath day and to keep it holy. It is less about a day being set aside and more about the fact that we need to have intentional times of resting and resetting in our lives. This is also seen in the Old Testament commands to allow the land to rest in the seventh year. It was about allowing the land to regain its nutrients and to be made whole again for continuous and long-term productivity. And if we examine the movement of Jesus's life, it is lived in an ebb and flow of activity and inactivity, of engagement and isolation, of pouring out and being refilled. This is a countercultural idea and notion in a world that demands that everything is urgent in a world that demands that everything is important living in alignment with divine rhythms is a vital part of God's power working in us and through us but here's the issue for us we often don't have the control to compel the things uh, or compel things of folks to leave uh, us so that we can have the time we need to reconnect with God and to get the energy we need to run on a little while longer we are attached to relationships and activities, to habits and tasks, to dismiss, um, we are too attached rather to relationships and activities, to habits and tasks, to dismiss them when they are becoming a distraction from the destiny that God has for our lives, when they are out of balance, when they are out of harmony with the rhythm that God has established for our lives. We live in a space of limited productivity and minimal growth and impact when we give every, when we give everything primacy in our lives yet if we can only discover that there is power in the moments that we are able to pause uh, we can't sustain being on all the time we can't live always giving and never taking time to replenish ourselves we can't do what God wants us to do and be who God wants us to be if we are not taking the time to disconnect from the world and to reconnect with God y'all the job will be there the responsibilities will be there the church will be there the news will be there social media will be there but we need to make a priority to, to uh, taking the time to reconnect I mean to disconnect rather from the routine of life to withdraw to our proverbial mountain and to spend time in the presence of God in order to reset the rhythms of our lives somebody ought to type reset in the comments right now so what, what do we need to consider Today, as we seek to reset the rhythms of our lives, it's a good question. I'm glad you asked. And in order to reset the rhythm for our lives, we have to first be aware of our need. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have to first be aware of our need. Verse 22 starts out with an important word. It says immediately. 
That's it. That's all I got right here. This word immediately is used to describe the action that Jesus took to send the disciples and the crowd on their way. Jesus sent them on their way and he did it without hesitation. He fed the 5,000. He ministered to them and shared with them. Uh, But the text says in verse 22 that immediately he sent them on their way, sent the disciples on ahead across to the other side of the lake, sent the crowd and dismissed them to return uh, to their destinations. Uh, He did this without hesitation. And to further understand this, we ought to review what has happened and why this is important. We ought to think about what has happened in verse in chapter 13 and chapter 14. If you go back to chapter 13, Jesus spent his time teaching through the parables. Uh, Then he followed that with an unceremonious visit to his hometown where his best effort efforts seemed to be minimally effective. Then at the beginning of chapter 14, he gets the news that his cousin and his messianic forerunner, John the Baptist, has been killed by being beheaded by King Herod. And just before the moment of dismissal, he has led this miracle of feeding the multitude. In the context of all that has taken place in this little period of time in the life of Jesus, we can better understand how important this decision to dismiss the crowd and to send the disciples ahead of him was. With all that transpired y'all Jesus had to have recognized that he needed a moment to replenish himself to reconnect with God and to recenter for the work that was to come Jesus was aware of his need to reset so that he could maintain a good rhythm for his life and in this moment because Jesus was keenly aware of what he needed he was able to do what he needed to do to take care of himself y'all in many ways this is contrarian to how we see Jesus because we celebrate the fact that Jesus freely and selflessly gave of himself but here in our text Jesus is clearly showing us that he needed a moment he needed a moment for himself in order to regather himself he sends people away he does what he needs to do but he sends them away he says no y'all I need this moment for me, I, I need some me time. I need some me and God time. He, he sent the disciples ahead without him. He dismissed the crowd from their meal with the Messiah. And part of why he does it is because it was what he needed in order to keep moving forward. And often because we are concerned with how others think of us, or how others depend on us, or even uh-oh, how our egos are dependent on being dependent on, we will ignore the fact that we need to take some time for ourselves so that we can regroup and refill. Lord, let me say that again often, y'all, because we are so concerned with what others think of us, or how others depend on us, or even how our egos are dependent on being dependent on. We will ignore the fact that we need to take some time for ourselves so that we can regroup and refill. And I think the lesson that Jesus is seeking to teach us here in this text is that we have to learn to resist the urge to keep pushing on when we know we need to take time to retreat and reconnect with God and with ourselves. Y'all, here's what I know to be true. We are living in in a time unlike any other in our lives that has called for us to pay extra attention to ourselves. If you were to run down the litany of things that you've been through in the last six months, in the last year, in the last two years, in the last few years, you might recognize that you have kept moving in moments that there was a need for you to be still. 
Uh, maybe you aren't ready to admit it today. However, I'll be honest for you and for all of us. Sometimes keeping it moving has only caused me and you more hurt than healing. Oh my gosh. So, sometimes keeping it moving has only caused us more hurt than healing. Sometimes we've used the busyness of life to avoid the need that our soul was expressing that we needed to address some imbalance in the way and in the rhythm of our life. Particularly uh, as black folks in America, uh, we don't always believe that we have the privilege or the space to take the necessary pauses that our soul yearns for. Uh, it's been passed down through generations that we don't get to tend to our souls in a way that allows for us to experience the deep healing that we need we've we've gotten stuck uh, we've got to suck it up rather and keep going but the truth of our faith is that God wants us to find our rest in God Jesus said as much in Matthew chapter 11 when he tells us come unto me all you who are wearied and heavy laden and I will give you rest come unto me all you it doesn't matter all of you uh, it's not uh, it's not some of you it's not one segment it's not one economic uh, economic status socioeconomic status it's all of you come unto me if you're weary and you're burdened and I will give you rest but y'all that process begins with us being aware of the fact that we have a need for healing it begins with us uh, becoming aware of the fact that we have a, a need to be delivered from the tyranny of the urgent it begins with us being aware of the fact that we have a need for rest for our souls it begins with us recognizing that we need a fresh pouring out of God's spirit on our lives uh, no more pressing it down no more pushing it to the side no more waiting until the right time we have to give space for the need for us to learn how to be human beings and not human doings because we are not what we do we are who we be uh, we have to honor the longing of our souls to be set to the tempo of God's presence in our lives. Yeah, got to set to the tempo of, our of God's presence in our lives in order to reset our rhythm. Reset the rhythm of our lives. We have to be aware of our need. But also we have to give ourselves permission to pause. Everybody type that in the comments right now. Permission to pause. Again, verse 22 begins with the word immediately, uh, immediately without pause, immediately without hesitation, immediately. It is actually what is implied by the word immediately and what is not recorded in this verse that just caught my attempting attention. Y'all check out the verses. Uh, notice that if you look at verses 22 and 23, it says immediately Jesus sent the disciples to the other side of the lake and he dismissed the crowd. Notice what he didn't do, though. Jesus didn't ask the disciples if it would be okay if they went ahead without him. Uh, he didn't wait for the, until the crowd decided it was time for them to go. No, Jesus moved toward doing what needed to be done for himself to keep him in alignment with God and, God and with God's purpose for his life without seeking the permission of someone else. I don't need your permission. <laughs> that's what Jesus told him Jesus responded uh, to his own awareness of the need he had he had done what needed to be done for this moment and now it was time for him to take care of himself and often because we can be so caught up with the demands and the responsibility that life places upon us we can find ourselves waiting on someone else to give us permission to care for ourselves 
Ah, no, that's a hard truth. It's a hard truth that I had to learn. Uh, that nobody gives me permission but me to take care of me. Uh, but in reality, there is no person in our lives who knows what we need like we know what we need. There's no person around us that knows what we require to remain in line with the purpose of God manifesting in our lives like we do. No, there is, a, and no person around us can meet the deep soul needs that we have like God can. And because this is the case, there is no person around us that allows us to take care of ourselves. That is something that only we can give to ourselves. We have to practice giving ourselves permission to take care of ourselves. And when we know that we are in need of a check or a reset on the rhythms of our lives because it has gotten out of control, it is up to us to be aware of what we need and without hesitation, without pause, give ourselves the go-ahead to do what needs to be done so that we can make sure that the rhythm of our souls is in step with the spirit of God. That's what's so powerful about this moment in our text. Jesus says nothing about what he needs to those that are around him. He owns the fact that he is in control of the situation and, that, and dealing with whatever he needs to deal with in the presence of God. And for many of us, y'all, we've outsourced the control of uh, we have over caring for ourselves. We, we are waiting around for someone to tell us to take the day off. We're waiting around for someone to tell us to cancel that meeting. We're waiting for someone to tell us to call the babysitter. We're waiting for someone to tell us to adjust our calendar or our schedule so that we can take the pause that we need for ourselves. We have convinced ourselves that if we pause, it will fall apart. That if we pause, it won't get done. That if we pause, we will fail. But when it's the pausing and the stopping and the space for allowing the spirit of God to reset us, that will actually benefit us in the long run we can live with such a short-term perspective of a life that it impacts our ability to trust God in the long run y'all Jesus trusted that the disciples would be all right for the short, short time that he would be in prayer with God he trusted that God would take care of the multitude that he fed that day Jesus trusted God to handle it and when we give ourselves permission to pause and to commune with God it is our way of saying God, I trust you to handle it. Whatever the situation, God, I trust you to handle it. Whatever the circumstance, God, I trust you to handle it. Whatever the responsibility, God, I trust you to handle it. It might feel urgent. It might feel important. It might feel that if it doesn't get done, that our world will come crashing down to an end. But God, I trust you so much that I can press pause in this moment and leave it to your power leave it to your provision leave it to your protection leave it to your purpose leave it to your promise God I will press pause because I trust you to take care of my life and if you trust the Lord today you ought to tell him right now you ought to type it in the comments and say God I trust you with all that I am so I'm going to take a minute and press pause so that I can spend some time with you today yeah yeah yeah, we got to learn to give ourselves permission to pause. Yeah, if we're going to reset the rhythm of our lives, we have to be aware of our need and give ourselves that permission to pause. But finally, we should seek out solitude. Yeah, 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 yeah. we should seek out solitude. After dismissing the crowd and the disciples, at the end of verse 22, Jesus tells us, um, 
the text tells us rather that Jesus went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And verse 22 continues to remind us that he was there alone. Uh, we should be reminded that this was an intentional decision by Jesus. Jesus had endured a lot up to this point in his ministry. His popularity was growing. And John's gospel tells us that one of the reasons that Jesus dismissed the disciples in the crowd uh, was because they wanted to make him king in that moment. But Jesus was clear about the fact that that wasn't his mission. And so he went alone to seek solitude. Y'all, he wasn't abandoned. He wasn't deserted. He sent the people who were around him away. And then he went up the mountainside by himself with a singular focus on reconnecting with God. He, he was intentional about seeking solitude and seeking what he needed for the restoration of his, of, his, of his soul. And in doing so, he helps us to see that sometimes we just need to be by ourselves uh, with the Lord. Yeah, I know. We like gathering together. There is power in us coming together uh, in a corporate experience and coming together in prayer. In fact, Jesus said, where two or three are gathered uh, together in my name, there I will be uh, in the midst. But sometimes you got to go by yourself. Uh, in his book, Leading on Empty, Pastor Wayne, Leading on Empty, rather, Wayne, Pastor Wayne Cordiero says that solitude is a chosen separation for refining your soul. Here's what I've learned, y'all, that there's some things and some things that God has to download into our spirit that don't require an audience. There's some things that we have to take unto the Lord in prayer uh, that don't require people to be around us all the time. That sometimes we got to go and talk to God by ourselves. We got to separate ourselves from all that is going on, from all those who are around us uh, in order for God to refine our souls. Jesus decided to be by himself for a little while so that he could care for himself and refocus on the mission that God had for him, not the pe one that people wanted for him. And that there ought to be a reminder for, to, uh, to uh, make sure that we schedule regular moments of solitude so that we can create rhythms that connect us with what God is doing and not with what others want us to do or even with the things that we desire to do. Uh, when we are intentional about creating space in our lives for disconnecting, for resetting our rhythms, we give ourselves space to heal. We give ourselves space to deal. We give ourselves space to uh, work through those past problems and deal with the present realities and position ourselves for what is to come. And if we are not, because if we are not careful, y'all, our experiences, the good experiences and the bad experiences and the opinions of others will distort our perspective. Success will give us an elevated view of ourselves and failure will give us a jaded view of what is to come. People can have great intentions for us and even we can have great intentions for ourselves but if it isn't what God intended we we will find ourselves outside of the, of the will of God distracted and distraught and so when we spend our time in solitude uh, it's because we're trying to have a right mind and a right view that comes from allowing God's spirit to help us and to heal us. And this happens, y'all, as we seek moments of solitude with God. Y'all, Jesus was intentional about his time on the mountain. He went there, y'all, for one reason, and that was
was to pray. Uh, that was the only thing that was on his agenda, to have a, father, a conversation with his heavenly father. And so the question for our lives becomes, how are we prioritizing the presence of God in our lives? How important is it for us to spend time sitting in the presence of God on a consistent basis? What do we do when we are aware that we need to have a moment of stillness with the divine uh, because of the chaos around us? We have to learn, y'all, that we have to have an intense focus on giving praise and worship to God, and we have to be intensely focused on having a dialogue with God. That means that we are having a conversation, that we talk to God, and that God gives us what we need, and God downloads what we what God desires onto our spirit. And y'all, that's just what I believe happened as we fast forward uh, in the gospel story, in the story of Jesus's life, uh, in a, to a garden called Gethsemane, uh, where Jesus, uh, in this moment of, of tension, in this moment uh, where he is facing the most challenging ordeal uh, ever to face mankind, uh, with this moment uh, where he is facing uh, uh, uncertainty uh, and where he is unsure that Jesus pulls away uh, to pray one more time uh, in order to get himself aligned with God's mission and God's purpose. And I suggest to you today uh, that there is no way uh, that Jesus would make it through that ordeal that was to come uh, without being aware of what he needed in this moment and giving himself permission to pause and seeking a few moments of solitude in order to submit to God's will because you know what happened into in that garden as he was praying with sweat dripping as drops of blood on the ground as he prayed and asked his father if it is possible let this cup pass from me but then he said a key word y'all he said nevertheless not what I will but God whatever your will is is what I will do nevertheless is what he said and nevertheless means that I want that I want to do this but God you want me to do that and I'm going to do that because that is what you want me to do and y'all this is what happens when we get in solitude with the Lord we get aligned with what God is doing we get our rhythms in harmony with God's rhythm this is the outcome of what happens when we have our rhythms reset in our lives that we're able to submit to God's will for our lives that we're able to hear clearly what God desires to do through our lives and we allow we're able to allow ourselves to be vessels through which God's power will flow at maximum level in our lives we can find ourselves in this moment rested in God's presence we can find ourselves now relying on God's power and not our own power we can find ourselves rejoicing yes even in the face of challenge yes even in the face of crisis yes even in the face of chaos we can find ourselves rejoicing in the promise of God that he will never leave us nor forsake us and that's why I love what the hymn writer says that I once was lost in sin but Jesus took me in and did a little just a little talk with Jesus made it all right and I love that Jesus that I love that hymn writer and I love what he said right there because I know that just a little talk with Jesus will make it all right. Just a little talk with Jesus will center me and ground me. Just a little talk with Jesus will help me to manage the moments that are to come. Just a little talk with Jesus will help me to reset my rhythms so that I can live in harmony with what God desires to do through my life. 
And that ought to be our prayer today. That ought to be our hope today. That just a little talk with Jesus. That we would be aware of what we need. Give ourselves permission to pause. Seek out some solitude. So that we can turn off the noise and turn off the distractions. Hear clearly what the Lord is saying unto us. Now, it don't got to be, you don't got to go on a week-long retreat. You don't got to be away for months at a time. You, ought to, you just got to settle aside a few minutes every day. And give God space. Give God space to work and to reset the rhythms of your life. Come on, let us pray. God, we thank you for Jesus' example in these verses that helps us to, and reminds us that we have to reset the rhythms of our life. That as we come to you, as we become aware of what we need, as we give ourselves permission to pause, and as we seek out solitude, God, that you will help us to align the rhythm of our life with the pace that you have set for us and what you desire to do in our lives. God, we thank you. God, we thank you that you're ever-present with us, that you continue to keep us. God, help us over the course of this week to be intentional about finding our moments of solitude, about finding our moments where we can just sit, be still, and hear you speak unto us. God, we pray now for some man, woman, boy, or girl who is tuned in today, needs to get connected with you. We pray today, God, that they've heard through your Holy Spirit that you love them, that you care for them, that you desire to be with them, and you desire to have them be connected unto you. God, we pray today that they will say yes to you through your son, Jesus Christ. God, we pray today that you would touch one God that needs to rededicate their lives today. God, we pray today that you would even touch the heart of one that may desire to connect their life and their, their, their rhythms with the rhythms of us here at TMCBC as we seek to continue to accomplish your will. God, continue to have your way and bless your people, God. God, and we pray today that you would help us to make the decisions we need to make so that we can ensure that the most important thing, the most urgent thing for us is spending time with you. Thank you now and we bless you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And.